You are now about to go on a generic side quest. Hello and welcome to another generic side quest. This generic transmission is a wrestling pod. We're going to be talking generically about some topics. Nothing really groundbreaking has happened in the past two weeks, so we're going to try something a little different. Today I'm joined with Ricky the Leaf, your casual viewer. And myself, mid-card blogger, WWE enthusiast. And uh, watcher of no other promotions because they don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your ears, close your eyes, and hum. Yeah. And obviously, my name is Amriel. How are you guys doing this week? Uh, good. Good? Yeah, nothing. There. I mean, Raptors won. Raptors won. And we went to the parade and uh, didn't get shot, so that's good. <laughs> For all you in Toronto. <laughs> Today is the trade dead not deadline. today is a draft the draft, the draft yeah. yeah sean how you doing man not bad uh again happy that the raptors one was able to attend a parade uh just that sea of humanity uh was pretty incredible <laughs> two mil yeah it just reminded me despite not being able to see the stage is that kind of like how wrestlemania might be if you ever go to stadium show true um and that kind of atmosphere and maybe just think yeah maybe that's what the big appeal now of wrestlemania it's not so much uh floor side or uh, ringside seats but the atmosphere of wrestlemania so being in the thick of it with the yeah. fans unforgiven oh that was, that was amazing oh yeah we went to unforgiven 2000 i don't know Six. but it was the, the, oh, oh. tlc match between edge and uh, cena oh yeah where you got fu through three tables yeah Highlanders were Spirit Squad. Oh man, hell in and the, the, cell. the Hell in a Cell where we got to see Big Show's ass. That was nice. <laughs> I think today we'll start off by talk, talking about uh, one of the most hot angles on WWE television. <laughs> it's so, it's so hot, hot he that... burned his tongue on it. Oh my like, gosh, I'm sorry. Um, that being the 24/7 title. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> no, no. Firefly Funhouse. Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse. Are you guys familiar with the Funhouse? Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching it weekly. The one thing I look forward to on Raw. Uh, it's actually something that I go on. If I miss it, um, I don't watch Raw too often. But if I do and I miss that segment, I'll make sure to go on their YouTube site to check it out. It's just so different. Have you seen that video of, uh, I think it was Seth Rollins and uh, Kofi Kingston or Xavier Woods? It came on and Seth was like, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Watch this. That's basically... He basically uh, was channeling the fans, I feel. Because it was just so like, wow, what's happening? I think it's a good thing for Bray to... I don't think he necessarily needed to reboot his character, but it's a good thing that he did because he was kind of floundering. Uh, Rick, so what do you think about it as the casual fan? Uh, it's different, and I always like different, so... It does pique my interest. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I haven't been tuning in every week to watch it. I've seen a few of those um, episodes online. Yeah, but I do like that. It's it's weird. Like it's it's just <laughs> very weird. It's very unlike WWE, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, which I like to see. Yeah. Recently, I feel WWE has become very cookie cutter. Uh, same match week in week out. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It's it's good to experience something different, mm-hmm. and it's kind of edgy, even though it's uh, presented as kitty. Yeah, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, I'm just scrolling through uh, some of my reaction to uh, the Firefly Funhouse. So I know apparently, it the first hint of it was April 22nd. Mm. Uh, so going back, yeah, fair fair amount of time. Uh, my first reaction was, well, what what the hell did they do to Bray Wyatt? <laughs> yeah. Why is he uh, kind of coming out as... It's kind the of closet. like a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But, uh, yeah, the Mr. Rogers type of feel. I don't know if you guys remember um, Happy Land. Uh, that dude who used to draw. And it was like a kids could draw along with, with him and he, his characters came to Come life. Come to life, yeah, vaguely. Um, it was kind of like that. And, you, yeah, kids, like, cheering or participate, like, children's participation. Yeah. Like, not, not I don't know, it just sort of reminded me of, like, uh, here in, in Toronto, 
We had a uh, YTV, yeah, and you had your like yeah. your Camp Caribou, your PJ Katy Farm, exactly, like, exactly, all these like children's shows, and that's kind of the vibe I got. Classic. Um, so I was like, that's lame <laughs> for a wrestling gimmick, but they've won me over definitely as the weeks have gone by, and I think it just teaches the lesson like give something time. It may die, and you've given it time. It yeah. sucks, but yeah. give it time, and it actually could turn around. So, well, hopefully, it's not like the Fandango thing where fans kind of latched on over time and then they kind of went nowhere with it um i don't think this would be like that because they've definitely put in time and energy into the uh into the skits um and going so far as to include devil mcmahon Mm -hmm. that that was like whoa they're definitely trying something new here because usually they don't like to poke fun at themselves no no but i think firefly funhouse is a hundred percent poking fun at themselves where um husky harris uh the pig yeah huskis huskis um is making fun of bray's first incarnation they even like they kept the sister abigail character is that what the doll is yeah Uh. the witch doll and there were rumors that bray might actually come back as sister abigail to fight finn balor as the demon king which would have been horrible <laughs> I'm glad. Who got injured? I think it was Bray. He got a virus, so he couldn't come. Yeah, meningitis, laryngitis. Yeah, isn't Mono? that what Roman Reigns Mono. had? Or something? Yeah, yeah. Or... A, a the few... whole locker room got. Oh wow! And that actually gave us the great match between Finn Balor and um, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So, the rabbit. I still can't figure out what the rabbit is supposed to represent, but he just keeps on getting torn apart. To me, I always because uh, the rambling part. Um, I don't know how uh, like prevalent an opinion it was, but people found that the Bray Wyatt character would get into mm. this like menacing, um, poetic, kind of like trying to illustrate what right. you know the world around us looks like, and it eventually just became to me rambling. and maybe other people just a rambling of nonsensical terms, and I think that's a criticism he identified okay. with, and so he created this rambling rabbit character to be like, okay, shut up, <laughs> like say something of substance, right. Um, and then the buzzard is obviously his go-to uh... yeah and then mercy is to reflect Waylon mercy who was a character back in 1995 mm-hmm. who was based on uh robert de niro's cape fear character oh yeah Waylon mercy had like this uh he, he used to be dan spivey uh back in the 80s right, um, right. But then he had this mark in his forehead and his promos was him in like a hawaiian shirt similar to like bray wyatt's original sitting in the rocks um and he would always like talk in like riddles like yeah. bray wyatt yeah. um and always repeat the line, you know what I mean. So, gotcha. WWE, WWF, uh, this is Waylon Mercy. I'm going to introduce myself. Um, I'm a Southern gentleman, you know what I mean? And, like, he, he, they look at his, go, like, zoom into his eyes. So, right, right. I think Mercy the Buzzard is to reflect Bray's inspiration for his character from Waylon Mercy. Crazy. Dan Spivey, who I'm sure teamed with his dad, Mike Rotunda. And all right, that, so. right. Um, there's your history lesson. That is your history. That is actually very informative. I did not know that about mercy the buzzard now i think that uh besides the characters he has been poking fun of some of his other gimmicks like uh i think in the past this past firefly funhouse he mentioned worms mm-hmm. some of your dreams could turn out to be worms and that's a bad idea and that's a direct reference to his randy orton match at wrestlemania where he projected worms on the mat oh. now a lot of people didn't like that I love that. That was different, and it was crazy. It was kind of like mind games, like Undertaker mind games. The only thing is, he should have won that match. Yeah. Orton should have gotten scared of the worms, turned around, into Sister Abigail, one, two, three, retain title. Mm-hmm. But he, they wasted it, you know? So that's why it was kind of a flop. Yeah, that was my worst match of 2017. A lot Damn. of people, surprisingly, a lot of people. I remember seeing, uh, like, GIFs of... The worms. the worms thing. Yeah. The, it, what like did you said, think of it? I thought it was silly, but oh, you did think it was silly. Yeah, okay. but I mean, I didn't really, I didn't watch the match, so I only saw that. So I saw people making fun of it, and right, right. I'm like, oh, like it's a joke type of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure they were trying to make it come off a little bit more or less cheesy. Right. right. See, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get the cheese factor of it. I thought it was like, yo, that was a legitimate tactic. The ring, it not necessarily. Oh no, I'm scared of worms. It's Something different happened in the ring, like a distraction method. Mm-hmm. You got distracted. Oh, what the heck is going on? And then they could have done so much more. I feel they could have got boogeyman. I think they, uh, yeah, <laughs> they had inverted the roles. Um, but I think Randy Orton. Anyways, 
not to go back on that match, but I think Randy Orton was the wrong opponent because Randy Orton's persona would no sell that kind of that, imagery. Yeah. But if that was uh, babyface Bray Wyatt versus a heel Miz or a heel Daniel Bryan, who's okay. like, what the hell is this? All like, right. I'm a wrestler. I don't do like um, you know projections. Like, get like I'm here for a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Get back in the ring. The cockroach image. Daniel Bryan steps out. Right. And it's like, is this guy gonna stop with the 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 graphics? Like, we're here to wrestle. Get back in. Uh, one more. Um, Daniel Bryan turns to the ref. What like what is this? Turns into Sister Abigail. Exactly and like that. So you'd have like a cowardly heel that sure. falls for these types and sells like I'm not comfortable yeah. wrestling in the dark. So <laughs> I think <laughs> kind of like if it was done that way. But you know at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship, I think that's where it kind of sign all falls this apart. man, you guys sign <laughs> him. So along with along with that, uh, he introduced a hammer. Uh, do you think that's a reference to the Bludgeon Brothers? No. Um, what I've heard is, uh, yeah, I don't think it is. Uh, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, I think it was the. It's kind of like your like those like foam hammers that always like used to yeah make those sounds. But from what I heard, Rambling Rabbit. <laughs> I can't believe we're spending a podcast talking about <laughs> these uh, characters, but the Rambling Rabbit character threatened in the Firefly Funhouse to reveal what takes place backstage or what takes place uh, when you're not watching. Right, right. People have thrown out the theory was was Bray Wyatt enacting Vince McMahon's desire to send a message to anybody who does these shoot podcasts and wants to talk about me and my good ideas and <laughs> you don't want to talk about how I conduct myself off camera. You know, say it again and mm-hmm. you're done. So that's where I don't personally blame you. I think that's a little bit of like tinfoil and all that stuff, uh, UFOs and uh, conspiracy a bit but too I could, far. But I could see why they would do that because the whole Devil McMahon, that came out on social media. I believe it was Gail Kim who first said, he's the devil. Mm-hmm. And it was echoed by other people, especially leading up to AEW and all this stuff. Yeah, um, but I mean, he's been like, JR's referred to him as saying himself on their show. True. Um, but I think he popped up in WrestleMania 19 with the blood stain <laughs> and Taz <laughs> called him Satan. So I think yeah. um, McMahon knows that people perceive him as Satan. Now, do you think it's still a, a closed box where he's like, I created this image of me? It, do you think he believes it's people don't actually think of him as Satan? People think it's just a character? I think people think it's just a character. No, no. Do you and he think takes he, credit for it. That he, so he, he thinks it's just the character that they're referring to, not his actual business practices? I think so. I uh, think he's gotten to that age now that he's probably... Uh, I think people blame him and think he's responsible for wrestler deaths and he runs these people ragged. Right. Um, but he's always kind of, from accounts of people who've worked closely with him, tried to make himself available and be human and say... If someone presented that they needed time off, he it's a job. You're there to do a job. And so if you want time off, you have to give me yeah. a reason. More often than not, people didn't get their way. Uh, people have also said, like, Vince is a salesman. So he'll tell you, sure, he could, you know. He has Jedi mind tricks. I'm real. Like, I see you as a main event guy. I see you with a title run down the line. These are things you need to do to get there. You go back and say, hey, Vince told me he's going to put the belt on me. Yeah. And that's where, and then when it doesn't pan out and he sees someone else, then it goes back and says, oh, Vince promised me the world and he gave me nothing. He didn't give me an opportunity. He buried me. Right, right. So I think he's smart enough to know that the Mr. McMahon character that stemmed from Montreal of this like evil, sure. ruthless businessman said, I can not do this for my own self-preservation or I can make some green. Put it out on the screen. So I think that's where he knows that people are going to buy a satanic doll of me because they think that's me. Right. That's more money in my pocket. I don't okay. really give a damn what you think He's of me. He's a marketing genius. Right. I, I do think he is. I do yeah. think he is. So. But I also do think that uh, he might be he might be getting up there in age and uh, he might not be so in touch with the fans. I think, yeah, I think he's an old man. Like, he's an old man living in 2019 doing <laughs> old man do practices. <laughs> uh, but I think that's very different from calling someone satanic, right? Like, yeah. if they put... <laughs> like a senile puppet out there that was like uh, like showing up at the Firefly Funhouse and being like is this the barbershop or sure. where's Brutus or is this the Brother Love show oh, and it's like wow. what? That... like what where, who are you it's like no these are the sets right right and it's like no this is anyways are you IRS like just like that's crazy a little bit forgetful then that would be a bit more poking fun or yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah okay okay I see you man that yeah I want to see that now <laughs> who knows maybe next week 
Maybe or next stomping week. grounds. Oh, stomping grounds. Yeah. Are you guys watching stomping grounds? No. Even if they let me in, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> I just learned about it. Uh, how long has this podcast been on? <laughs> Thirteen minutes. Yeah. So fourteen minutes ago. Oh man. Um, yeah, I think Stomping Ground is basically a rehash of their last pay-per-view. I think it's all the same matches. I'm not sure if anything is different. I won't be watching. Um, because there's, quite frankly, nothing to hook me. Um, it would be... to Rakok it versus Samoa Joe? <laughs> it, oh, yeah, right? It would be hilarious if Bray, uh, debuts there. <laughs> <laughs> it, that would be horrible for him, um, but... I'll watch if Sean lets me in. Ooh. <laughs> we won't go to the X-rated joke, <laughs> but overall, I do you. I I'm kind of nervous to see Bray wrestle again, because when he starts wrestling, I don't think we'll get these vignettes no more. Yeah, I um, have a. If you guys have time, yeah. I have an idea of how to use to prolong these vignettes, but to make him a a more weekly character in the kind of the the story of the show let's hear it um so i think you maintain the firefly funhouse it's not a talk show but every now and then someone like someone shows up okay. so whether is this happening in the ring or on screen it's on screen so it's the same like da, da, oh yeah da, the yeah, screen yeah. and then ray welcomes everyone and then this is unusual i never get guests and it's like the first one is our truth or drake <sighs> maverick trying to hide Oh wow! Yeah, hey yeah. Bray, I didn't know. Like I didn't know you were here. I just took a corner down the hall, <laughs> sure, and, sure, and like a sure. little bit of like a wink at the like you know it's not really a yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Um, and then he talks to him and he says, "Oh, you know, like you were so cake quick to get here." Um, <laughs> and you know, our truth hides, and they talk about the twenty four title, and then the rabbit tries to pin our truth, oh. kicks out, and then Bray turns the screen. He's like, "You never know what's gonna happen at Firefly Funhouse." Dun, 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 right. Whatever. <laughs> Five minutes, but you know, like it's a regular. And then the next week heavy machinery like you have the goofball characters kind of oh, show up first right. or like ec3 being like oh I, you know i heard this is total non-stop action at this show and oh. like you know there's a wink at the tna reference ec3 shows up yes. um you know bray is like aren't you um you know that Derek bateman and whatever he's like no that's you know <laughs> I, I want out if you're if you're gonna whatever leaves so um, now are these happening while he's wrestling so I, I don't know how often he would wrestle but i think he needs to interact with people first to start to like okay. get an idea then i would like slowly slowly transition and then the next maybe like towards uh the end of the last pay-per-view or whatever um i would have like as SummerSlam is approaching i would have that knock at the door and you hear the trombone and you hear more than one person and in comes new day and it's kofi or it's kofi it's biggie xavier and they're making all their their jokes and you see kofi still champion and bray starts to make eyes at the belt Right. And the clown face or whatever shows up the a little fiend. bit. And he's like, nope. And like New Day is like, what was that? <laughs> um, and New Day, he's like, come back next week. And yeah. then it'd be like, oh, wow. It's the first time he's ever invited someone back to the Firefly. Yeah. Uh, Xavier shows up, you know, and then he talks to Xavier when and Biggie and Kofi leave and takes him out somehow. Right, right. And then Xavier's kind of written off for a bit because the Fiend sure. showed up. Biggie um, shows up and the puppets and whatever, kind of like whatever. And then, and then as you build, it's like... Kofi, you've let me in. You've been here. Mm, mm, mm. You know, Fiend. the Bray Wyatt disappears, and the Fiend is like, I'm taking what's gotcha. most prized to you. And you kind of set up like, this is, he's actually pursuing uh, the belt instead of this coming back and beating Apollo Crews. Like, that yeah. does nothing, right? Beating. So, um, I like it. And there's a layer to that too, because New Day and the Wyatt family have had history. Uh, they should, they had that um, Wyatt family compound match. Mm-hmm which was basically a ripoff of the Hardy compound uh, match. Um, so they do have <clears> the <throat> history there, and it would be good for Bray to tackle something huge. Right. I, I think he has to out of the gate. Otherwise. I don't think that's what they're going to do. No, I don't think so either. I think on Twitter he's tried to make amends with guys he's done wrong yeah. in his past feuds. So. But but if you read them, they're kind of backhanded. They're backhanded. So like that's why I think Orange showing up would be good right and it's right. just like the worms and orn rolls his eyes and just walks out the house right like oh not this stupid stuff again or he walks in with like a can of gas yeah. and they're like no no, no you yeah. can't be here um you know luke whatever like uh i think the dudleys he talked about even though i don't think bubba ray and any of them are coming back oh, no. finn uh, balor i th- okay so finn i think balor. they're going to reignite that um feud right off the bat i think it will be the fiend versus the demon king if not that I f- do you think he's coming back as a face or a heel? I think he's going to do, when he's in the purple sweater thing, he's a baby face. And then... Kind of like he, an abyss. He's trying to uh, suppress the the, Fiend? the heel. 
um, but he eventually gets provoked. So I don't know if he's feuding with like Alistair Black when he comes back because Alistair's been asking for an opponent on SmackDown. I think right. that's a bit too much debuts in one, and somebody has to take the True. loss right off the bat. And Alistair Black has started saying, um, um, "Come, let me in. Come knock on my door." Yeah. Uh, so maybe <laughs> there's a little wrestling at our door right now. They're uh, set. So yeah, I'm not sure. To I, like I said, like I don't want to get. That was my personal idea of like, okay, now I pipe this up and it's not happening. <laughs> um, but I do think you should be challenging for either the Universal title. or the WWE. I don't think. I think Finn Balor is a cold character, so that makes. Uh, know, Finn Balor still has the IC title. I see, yeah. I think, but he's I not think, even on stomping grounds. I definitely finish. think it will be Finn. Yeah, that got mentioned twice. So, yeah. <laughs> Because he also did say the fiend is here to protect us. Hmm. I'm 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 not sure which direction they're going to go with. If he, I could see them fucking it up and being you're a heel, so we won't sell no more merchandise. We won't you're just a heel. Mm-hmm. But it would be the smart thing for them to do to keep him face, even the the fiend character face. You know what I mean? Because people are into it. Yeah. He could just be a ruthless like an Undertaker, like Undertaker could be a, a, a good guy, mm-hmm. but still have his vicious streak towards him right yeah. I think if they want him to be a baby face then you keep him away from Kofi Kingston if you want this yeah. guy to be your top heel he has to be the one to beat Kofi because Kofi to his credit is still you know a hot baby face that people are behind and yeah. the guy oh, who yeah. takes the belt from him is going to get uh, and do you want that heel heat on God forbid your Baron Corbin Jinder Mahal like just wasted opportunity you want to like get this guy as hot as possible so true well that's fans that's just a couple of fans' opinions. Only time will tell what they actually do with the character. But speaking of fans' opinions, I think we should talk about the different types of wrestling fans that there are. Sean, I, to me, you would be one of the hardcore wrestling fans, but not your prototypical hardcore wrestling fan. You go to shows sometimes, yeah. um, indie and WWE. Mostly, yeah. You buy merch. Uh, the figures, jerseys, belts, video games, but you're still grounded in realism. And have a girlfriend. And, <laughs> and have a girlfriend and don't live with your parents and all this stuff. Yeah. Ricky, you are, we will say, a casual. Yes. But you still know your stuff. You still have video games, but I think that's more on the line of your video, video game passion. Game, yeah. Video game passion. Um, but you know who's who. And you have one or two t-shirts. Ironically, it's a video game wrestling t-shirt. It's a John Cena. Oh, yeah. You remember that. Yeah. Bag. yeah. You gave me that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know you had it. Yeah. Um, oh, and I have a rated R Superstar shirt that you guys got me, right? Or Someone, yeah. Yeah. That's a good shirt. Yeah. Best Superstar there ever was. Oh, man. Shout out to Christian. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I would be kind of... A, a middle ground between you guys um, a stomping ground a stomping ground between <laughs> I watch the product every now and again I watch the YouTube every now and again I know what's happening behind it well I think I know what's happening behind the scenes you know mm-hmm. you could call me a mark I guess <laughs> but then there are those other wrestling fans uh, the, the mass appeal wrestling of fans that believe wrestling is still real I think we have those people that are in existence still. It's still real to is me, there? damn it. Oh, is yeah. there? Or is it? Uh, it just runs a gamut. You have some who, like children. Um, but children well, that... are figuring it out more early. Like, I remember when I was a child, I really didn't f- realize what people meant by being fake until I was, like, maybe 13. Mm. And that's pretty late in the game. Um, it's someone who's worked with youth and children in, in the past and tried to hold up kayfabe with kids. <laughs> they were like, oh, but... This guy, well, I remember when I heard a kid say put over and I was like so devastated. I was like, oh man, like, but I remember what? I talked to one kid and he's like, who's your favorite wrestler? And this was like 2011. I was like, oh, Wade Barrett, Sheamus. And he's like, you like all the waste, man. You know? Oh man. And that made me really happy that he like stuck to the baby faces, right. followed it. Right. Um, you have your people, you have different people who with different believability. You know, there's certain there's certain fan base. Uh, if you go to live shows, that the live just, shows, the uh, live show, you'll 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 find. I think you'll find the bread and butter yeah. of WWE's yeah. fan base, and it's not exactly. It's like the stereotypical wrestling fan. If you yeah. like think about, I remember uh, when I went to. I used to watch the pay per views at like uh, Scarborough Town Center's uh, theater. Yeah, 
SDC. I, yeah, I went by myself because, uh, you know, every one in five is a wrestling fan. And <laughs> of my five friends, it's just me. So I'm not going to drag them to that. Um, but I sat, you know, in the center, watched the show. And a kid cut, started mouthing off, like just oh, swearing. No. Oh. And I was just like, hey, buddy, like, you know, there's a family down in front of us. Like, maybe just watch your language. Right. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> and I was like, uh, but as I was talking to him. But he's, get, he, he's getting into he's it. He's getting into it. He's like asking questions about like, you know, how good, like, how good is this guy? Yeah. Uh, and like, you could just tell he was easily duped yes, uh, for, yes. for a grade 10, 11. And what's funny is he, you know, asked to add me on Facebook to like, whatever. Continue the conversation. Uh, continue the conversation. And I like blocked him because I didn't really talk to him, but I unblocked him like, and he messaged me like within years later and was like, I was just looking at the messages I sent you and I was really immature. I'm so sorry wow. for like acting wow. like that. Um, so it just shows like as, as youth kind of mature and grow their believability and their, the unfortunate thing is as a lot of people get older, they fall out of wrestling. Right. So correct um how do you think people fall out of wrestling i think once you once you figure out the magic and like it's hard to if you want to devote that time to having the wool pulled over your eyes and you'll watch but um, is it because i feel like we still watch movies yeah i don't know i think some there's something about wrestling that people still see as a i actually had a conversation at work um where i talked about with the nba off season now I'll stick to just watching WWE mm. uh, predominantly in the week. And this uh, one of the girls was like, WWF is still on the TV. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I yeah, almost had an intergender match. but um, <laughs> So, yeah, I think people just think, like, this is just a goofy fictional show. I don't get the appeal. And, like, mm. we know what movies are, but wrestling is just, like, so, you know, the stereotypical view of, like, it's so very clearly predetermined and rehearsed. Right. But, you know, as we talk about fan base, you, any, if you, it's very interesting, the criticism of the, of the product and the online community that comes to its defense right. and the online community that comes to destroy anything that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. says anything about wrestling or disagrees with their opinions. So, um, I don't know how often it's, you guys are online, but it's wild that we can be from vastly different backgrounds, vastly different, like upbringings and still love a product. Actually going back to Firefly Funhouse. I don't know if I said that. I know I spoke to you guys about it off air. But when Bray had those dejected looking kids in the Firefly Funhouse, I think that was um, a direct parallel to WWE fans. So the Firefly Funhouse would be the WWE universe. The dejected kids would be you and me. We like the product. We're going to be there, but we're not entirely happy with it. You know? And I just, I, I don't know. I, I find it wild. Like, I could not agree with so many people on so many things regarding the product, but still love it and still like watch it and want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Ricky? With well, your with your experience from different kinds of fans, is it cringy? Is it like it's a little cringy? But being a video game fan, I've <laughs> I've seen the worst of cringe, and I I can be part of that too, right? right? Like let's let's be totally honest. But that's where the parallels lie in. These different forms of entertainment, you're always going to have your extreme cases, right? Mm. But my thing is, I feel like the extreme cases are the majority when it comes to wrestling fans. I feel like people like Yumi and Sean are the outliers. Maybe us in particular, mm -hmm. right? But I think there's still more people like Sean than you give credit for. Like, I don't think the stereotypical uh, wrestling fan is as rampant as you're making it. But that's just my opinion. Like, right, I don't yeah, have yeah. actual stats or whatever, right? Sure, sure. Because then I think of people like my dad who who likes it and everything. He's just not as knowledgeable now just because he's old. Right. But he watches every week and he he still critiques it. Like, he'll be like, oh, that was dumb or that was this. But he will go back and, and watch it, right? Mm -hmm. But he wouldn't be someone that's, like, online, but that's because he can't <laughs> turn on a computer. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, no, I just think that it's still very similar to other forms of entertainment mm -hmm. in terms of the stereotypical fan is still a small percentage. Maybe it is greater than a video game fan right, right. or, uh, I don't know, a Pokemon fan. Yeah, just a fanatic of any show. Exactly. But so not, not any more cringy than anything else. No, I, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I've seen... <laughs> we went once to I think it was when uh, here in Canada they were going to start showing Raw on the score I think that's what it was for yeah, yeah. 
Um, and they had a bunch of superstars. Edge was the WWE champion at the time. So we went there and we watched. And I just remember there was just there were some questionable people there. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they're a huge fan of, of wrestling, but uh, it's very cringeworthy. But gotcha. I mean, you're always going to get that. And it depends on certain situations. right? How, how do you mature up an audience? Hmm, that's a good question. How do you mature up an audience? I don't know. Do you mature the actual product? Do you change the product so that people change with it? Yeah. But then that's just assuming that they're sticking with the product. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you right? change it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, I know WWE's strategy. You appeal to young kids because that's what gets things sold, right? Yeah. That's that's the main uh, merchandise buyers. Hey, ma, I want that shirt. Or, hey, pops, give me that belt. Something like that. And then those kids grow up with the product. It yeah. happened with you, me. It happened with Sean. We started from small, and now we're still fans of it, right? And then you potentially go into an attitude era. And then swing around back into the PG and just kind of keeps on going cyclical. Yeah. Uh, or out the gate, you start off with a little bit more mature product like AEW, right? And appeal to, I guess, <laughs> the online internet fan base. Yeah. Uh, Sean, your thoughts? Sorry, yeah. I just, just to get some data on the online community, mm-hmm. I went to Twitter. So CM Punk actually put out a tweet this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, since I can't have fun and tweet about movies or baseball without you telling me about wrestling, question for you. Why do you spend your time on something you hate? If it's so <laughs> bad, leave it. I did. Works wonders. Oof. I look forward to the intelligent discourse. Now, that that's a great tweet. I'm not there to analyze. I retweeted it and liked right it. There. But it, it's the replies that have like really killed me. There's uh, the one reply that CM Punk actually like replied to. Uh, their parents are getting older, their friends are married and having kids, the neighborhood they grew up in is unfamiliar, they see a stranger's face when they look in the mirror, but bringing back the people who wrestled when they were younger will fix it all. So that's <laughs> how people are just, sure. like, why they can't give it up. Yeah. And then people replying to him, like, it's just like, it's called passion and holding out hope that something that used to be epic will be that way again. Um, so you have, like, people on both sides. I just don't get, like... <laughs> There's never consensus in the online community. Never, yeah. Right? Yeah. So if I tell you Seth Rollins is the worst wrestler I've ever seen. Right. Boom. People are like, oh, you know, like you probably like were a product of incest. And that's why you don't know <laughs> anything about talent. Right. And, you know, it's not even Seth Rollins. It's Tyler Black. And yeah. like, it's just like, why don't you just say, I disagree. You're right. I like Seth Rollins. Right. Who do you like? Sure, okay. sure, sure. And I'd be like, you know, I like Lars Sullivan. I think he's a better wrestler. Jeez. Um, like, I just don't. You're a racist for liking uh, Lars Sullivan. I don't like. <laughs> That's why I get off Twitter, but sometimes I love the retweeting, like when people quote tweet uh, like dumb replies, yeah. like and just put the fans on blast. And I just go oh, to their like I hate this game. Ray White is wicked at that. But I go to their profile and I look and it's like seven followers. And I was like, oh man, you went and insulted Alexa Bliss <laughs> with seven followers. Yeah. Your Twitter handle is I like the Dodgers of <laughs> LA. Like okay, and like your in- the interest, the interest is always. Like what gets me? Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm a baseball enthusiast. Support the troops. The, like always, <laughs> like they're clear tropes, and like it's yeah, always yeah. like you know I won in swimming, gymnastics, love WWE, and all their things is like please pay attention to me. Yeah, add Rock. Please pay attention to me. Add Page. Please pay. <laughs> and it's like you finally got them to, and like I I hate that no wrestler ever retweets like. The fans that are positive. The good ones, yeah, yeah. It, it's it is very, funny to see them retweet yeah, those. It's a dangerous game. I don't suggest it. It's not good for your mental health. But sometimes <laughs> I just have to be like, what is your profile? And it's a, and it's a, it's like an avatar of another wrestler. Right. Seth Rollins' boy 101. <laughs> and then everything is like Seth Rollins' life. This is a, what do a you fan think? site. Have you been on YouTube recently on uh, oh, the I, YouTube comments? I don't go to YouTube comments. I've, oh, my goodness. Those. There are some people who... Um, use the names like Seth Rollins or Alexa Bliss and have their picture. They would pretend to be these people. But then, (laughs) yo, it's it's the most cringiest thing. It's so cringy. And then people would actually respond to them. It's like, stop feeding the trolls, people. It's like, and then that's where you see like, uh, I guess, experience. What do you, what would you call it? If they buy into it, would you call them immature fans or would you call them fans? The fans that buy into Buy into storylines. Okay, sure, Marks. But then the online marks, I guess. But well, no, not marks. But isn't well, it, it would be marks. Smarks. So yeah. smart marks would be guys who 
see past the veil. It's so weird. It's it's a weird fan base. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I won't leave it. Yeah. I have my issues with it, but I, I definitely won't I'm open leave it. for a good conversation. And I've had, not that I have that many Twitter followers myself, but anytime. What's your Twitter? So I'm with, at Walk With Ali. Yeah, if you um, just jumped up 5,000 right yeah. now. <laughs> but uh, usually people are pretty good. I've had some people like tell me my opinion is not worth anything or to F off. I mean, you get like the most, I've had like vulgar ones where it's just mm. like go F yourself and F in this and suck a whatever. And it was <laughs> like, okay, sorry that I have said Roman opinion. Reigns is a universal championship bound. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're just mute and block and they end up talking to themselves. Right, right, right. Um, my favorite thing is to mute. Or my favorite thing is to not reply. Because then you're sitting there like wanting this reply, but yeah, oftentimes it's been pretty get tasteful. Or I just try to educate, like the kid I was talking to, or anybody who's open to having a conversation. But I feel like the type of wrestling fan I am, I have to like I'll have my opinions, and luckily I have this outlet to talk to uh, similarly minded people. But I I won't engage in I couldn't engage in um, comment war basically comment war I think uh, I was I was on a what culture video, and one of the guys I think it was Adam Pachiti, said that he wants to see Cena back. I'm like what? Like to me, I like John Cena the person. If you've ever seen his character, like his actual character, like the dude, like the yeah. Make a Wish guy. The interview guy He like puts people up on business I, I like that real John Cena I don't like the character John Cena uh, I think he was bad for wrestling He was basically another Hogan In a time where we didn't need another Hogan So I, I simply put I, I I like the guy I like the dude But I don't like the character I don't want to see him back And then someone was like <laughs> Someone was like Oh, I'm a good wrestler And I could wrestle good How is that a bad thing? I'm like <laughs> And then he's like, you would have really loved WCW. I'm like, what? Like, what is, is that supposed to be an insult? Like, why are you, like, oh, talking man. to me right now? <laughs> I thought it was just pretty funny. I'm like, are you 12? Like, what are you saying? Like, I just don't like this character. Why did you do it, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> it was Sean. <laughs> but yeah, everybody has their opinions. And that even leads to WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA even had one. Uh, wrestling game. TNA has had a wrestling game actually they were supposed to have two but that didn't pan out obviously wwe has a plethora of games wcw had their fair share of games back in the day ricky i know you'd have a little bit more insight on this topic but let's talk about wrestling games and their impact on us specifically wrestling video games yes sir what other wrestling games are there we play the dvd games <laughs> we play the, uh, the wwe board game yeah. we've unfortunately dabbled in other wrestling games what, what's the yeah. uh what's the, what's the wwe board game i didn't you get superstars yeah it was, i don't know i don't know we bought it for miguel for his birthday one uh, he yeah. always got the worst gifts yeah. <laughs> um because it's not like his parents are ever going to play that game with him and mm. it's not like we ever wanted to play with him i'm sorry miguel um <laughs> yeah it's very unmemorable because i don't even remember exactly i know carlito is one of the superstars in it that's something i remember <laughs> Okay, but. so what was the first wrestling video game you guys played? Uh, the first? I think there was one for the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like Honky Tonk Man was in it, Andre was in it. Um, it could, was pretty... you, could you recognize the characters? Yeah, yeah. Bam Bam Bigelow was in it, so it was pretty interesting. It was guys from like the late 80s. Right. But I had to borrow that game, so it was like pretty coveted. Yeah. Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis. I was at my grandmother's house. Despite none of my cousins being wrestling fans, so that was really fun. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Wrestling video games are legit video games. Yeah. You know, you can have so much fun. You don't even have to know anything. The mechanics are in place to have a great time. You know, mm-hmm. so it was just amazing to fuse two of my loves in one. I think the first wrestling video game I played was for the Super Nintendo. It was one I can't remember the name. Rookie, you probably help me out on this one. But it was one where um, they had like powers, like Undertaker Doink with the hammer. Oh, that, yeah. that's the first one I remember playing too. You're talking about the WrestleMania arcade game I think so. for the SNES. Where it only had, you only had six characters to, yeah. to select from, yeah. I remember Undertaker had, he had he would pull out a tombstone yeah. and he would hit you over the head and he would shoot ghosts at you. I think Lex Luger had a giant fist, like Battletoads. It was the first sim-based uh, wrestling game. Yeah. <laughs> 
I just remember the commentary in that because it was my friend had uh, the super, mm-hmm. and we always played. And you like went to different stages if you were like doing the tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like your guy was always like bouncing. <laughs> and then I remember Bret Hart always stood out to oh, me. Oh yeah, because like I think I can't remember if it was Vince or whatever. But every time you'd win with Bret Hart, you got to give credit to Bret Hart, and you like <laughs> transition to the next one. Like, uh, but my favorite was the pin. <laughs> That was a real good game. I, I, I remember seeing that. I'm playing it as a little kid. I already thought Undertaker was like the best thing ever. I'm like, he can do that? He can shoot ghosts? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Because I think Shawn Michaels and the rest of them just had like normal, like their legs get bigger and like. Yeah. So it'd just be like a normal, like punch and kick, but like Undertaker pulling out a two. What? Yeah, a two? Over. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was so good. Uh, was Ultimate Warrior in that game? No, I think it was Doink. There was either eight guys. Doink, Lex Luger, Yokozuna, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I think Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Correct. And maybe IRS. Oh, that's weird. That's a, yeah. that's a random one. I remember really enjoying that but game. But I remember, because I remember Doink would have the red tights and the purple tights if you chose the same. Oh, right. Uh, oh, Luger I... would have, like, the red stripes, purple stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undertaker was, like, pur- purple and blue. And gray, I think, was it? Something, yeah. I remember... Uh... And Razor was like purple and green or something. It was a port, by the way, of the arcade game. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game, was its official name, even uh-huh. when it got ported over. Right. Um. Yeah, yeah. I just remember loving. No, that was yeah. Picking uh the same character. It was like evil versus good, and I have to beat my evil twin or evil clone. Uh. Then I switched on to N sixty four games. Uh. Arguably some of the best uh wrestling games ever made. Yeah. I uh, I stayed away from the WCW games. I did I did play some of them, but I was more of a WWF guy at the time. Uh, my favorite WWF N sixty four game was WrestleMania two thousand. So much fun with that. Even though people argue that um, I think it was No Mercy was no the better Mercy game. Supposedly the better one. Yeah, because you could go backstage in that one. I think. Huh. I haven't uh, played. I never played it. I didn't have an N sixty four. So I never. Me either. So my cousin from New York came down. You would bring a sixty four, and we just like, oh man, all summer just. But I, I do remember playing at a birthday party. It was we did a fiddle four way, and they picked Triple H, Austin, either Undertaker or The Rock. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't pick main eventers. I pick guys who are up and coming. <laughs> and I remember picking Bradshaw, being like, this guy JBL? will be. Something down the line, and then when he turned into JBL, I was very proud of myself. Nice, but I didn't talk to. I only talked to Miguel, who we mentioned here. Yeah. Uh, it's his birthday, but nobody remembered that day when I pegged JBL. Bradshaw. Damn, but I lost. So, <laughs> but I'm always playing guys over in the video games too. Yes. So. Uh, Ricky, how about you? Well, I I share the same uh, first video game experience as you. I, at least that I remember is that WWF WrestleMania game. Yeah. Um, then I transitioned to, yeah, the N64 and PS1. But the PS1, I remember just having... The ones I played, at least, were not very good. I remember, for some reason, WWF Warzone. I think it was Austin on the cover. Yeah. That was a terrible game. It had cutscenes and everything. It was just... The PS1 didn't have... He, it had one. I think it was just SmackDown. No, they had... Uh, I, I'm almost 100% sure I played no, I'm Warzone. Den- I'm not denying oh. your Warzone. Oh, you mean I'm like their own... They had a good game a good wrestling game. oh yeah I the think smackdown series started on uh our buddy our buddy sunny had that and he would customize a bunch of characters yeah. and he would put his friends in the game that was pretty hilarious wcw had a good place ps1 i remember my cousin had it and like you do the rants yeah like before oh wow. um huh. and i bought it for the pc what like it didn't have this i needed like a 3d whatever at that time mm. but that's when you had like 256 color a bit and all oh, that man. um but i remember the rants uh so like it was like pick me pick me but i remember kevin nash's stood out to me and we can pull up on youtube later where kevin nash was like don't pick me pick luger pick, pick <laughs> ultimo dragon you don't want to pick yeah me. yeah pick so, somebody else so that's that's infamous yeah, that's because nash did talk about that he's like yo i showed up drunk to the recording oh you know, wow like... so that's why he did that eh? <laughs> and i remember i remember my my cousin and my sister and i guess me we were young very insensitive kids and you wouldn't get away with this in this day and era would always pick the ultimo dragon rant just to hear him talk in japanese and then laugh that's <laughs> oh, um, uh, prototypical just, uh just yeah classic insensitive youth um, <laughs> that's joke. that's my nitro story and i'm sticking to it yeah what was that last week yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we went on to 
the GameCube, Xbox, and PS2 generation of wrestling games. And I feel my favorite wrestling game ever, Day of Reckoning 2 for the Nintendo GameCube. Agreed. Mechanically well. Now, when it came out, it could not compete with the features of Raw vs. SmackDown. SmackDown vs. Raw. But the mechanics, just the fun aspect of Day of Reckoning 2 was wonderful. The four-player, multiplayer, story mode even. It was just a good time. And And, the graphics. Yeah, I was just going to say, it looked beautiful. Yeah. The graphics looked amazing. The only thing I didn't like too much, though it did add some realism, was the stamina bar. Oh, yeah. I I used to like doing uh, triple thread and like fatal four matches so you would always grab a weapon and you swing that chair three times you're Stamina done, done. Yeah. And you would have to walk around slowly to yeah build up. yukes really outdid themselves with that one and it's a shame nintendo stopped getting um wrestling exclusive games mm-hmm. although i think it's it's good overall for the for them to have the same games as the other consoles yeah sean i know you have a lot of experience with the smackdown versus so. yeah i love the so when i got up to ps2 uh, I was dead set on getting Here Comes the Pain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and... Shout-outs to Miguel. He keeps coming up in these <laughs> video game stories. We might have to get him on the we, show. Uh, I remember in the Toronto area, we biked to Kennedy and Ellesmere because mm-hmm. we heard there's like a video game store there. Wasn't there. Went to Walmart. Wasn't there. We lived near, uh, we lived near uh, the Fairview Mall area, and we ended up coming... We just basically biked in a square <laughs> and came back to... I don't know if you guys remember Clompu Center. Oh, yeah. And they oh, sold... Um, they sold Here Comes a Pain. Bought that with like 50 bucks that I had to my name. And just like played... I love that game so much. I love the story mode. I love the graphics. I still love that game. I still own, like have it. I don't have a like, PlayStation anymore. But, right, right. Um, and then that led me to buy SmackDown vs. Raw. SmackDown vs. Raw 2006. SmackDown vs. And eventually I stopped buying SmackDown vs. Raw because I was... That was like in the 08, 09 where I was like, I don't even care about this roster. Yeah, right, right, um, right. And then I, the next PlayStation game I got was for the PS3 was WWE 13 when CM Punk oh, yeah. was on and they did a teaser of Punk vs. Austin. Yeah, and, yeah, that was huge. Um, but Here Comes the Pain is probably my favorite wrestling uh, I remember, game. so for me, the SmackDown vs. Raw games, they were harder than Day of Reckoning. For me, the inputs were a little bit different. It was like, I don't know what it was, but um, I, I guess... Because I didn't grow up with the system, mm-hmm. um, it was just like slightly different, and I think that's I like the simplistic version of the Day of Reckoning franchise mm. better than. I feel they're very very similar. It's more the actual controller that you're using because I think it was still the R two or the bumper or whatever was your um, reverse reverse for yeah for a strike reverse and strike then, and reverse grapple, grapple. Yeah. yeah so they were similar but i can understand especially if you're used to the gamecube controller right it's right. gonna feel more natural I, I was jealous of all the modes you guys got though yeah, yeah. it was the feature heavy modes. and i remember there was one mode where they did the voiceover for the guys oh wow. um and then eventually they got rid of that but um yeah it was a big feature apparently in the 2006 um but yeah the the, the smackdown games are pretty sexualized though um you had brown panties oh yeah matches. you had brown panties yeah. um <laughs> it was that and time then period. there was a story mode in either the first smackdown vs raw where you're the guy you're following you can either create a wrestler um or be batista tajir whatever right, right. you could either pursue the championship which is usually the goal of every wrestler uh, or you could pursue every valet so you would feud with tajiri over <laughs> Um, Tori. Tori services and then Tori if you beat Tajiri Tori would sneak off with you in the shower and then wow. show up frogging tossed then you would um, <laughs> Damn. get with Sable then if you helped Stacy defeat whoever was like her whoever she was managing at the time she did like a lap dance for you um, and then at Wrestlemania you could, <laughs> the culminating was a triple threat ladder match and I remember my guy teamed with Shawn Michaels and we had to grab Trish's thong oh my and gosh Trish, there's a cutscene where Trish is like in a bra and just says like satisfaction guaranteed and the screen goes black and like your controller rumbles um <laughs> so well, that shit would not fly so, to you know, think, at all do you think the divas knew about that yeah because trish stacy and tori voiced over oh what wow. they had to say you can pull it up on youtube okay um there was a sable one but i didn't i didn't i don't remember the sable storyline i tried to also her. if if you say her storyline Brock might kill you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it, it was. I mean, I guess to their target audience, which at the time I was probably grade 11, 12. Yeah, right on. Yes, uh, especially if you didn't have high speed internet. internet. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, it's uh, very interesting. Wow, that's crazy. Um, but it goes to show you too, like times have definitely, definitely changed. changed, and the people who are supposedly being subjected didn't really see it as subjugation. No. 
Ostros, as we're talking about this perversion, there was in either the follow-up to that, Tay had in the in another Braun Panties match, I don't remember if you guys remember, there was like a meter. Yeah, you had to stop. So you had to stop it three times. And if you got in, in the bonus, she'd spank, spank, <laughs> spank. Uh, if you got three in a row, because uh, uh, I remember, again, playing, I think it was Miguel. If you disrupted <laughs> it, you, you it would it reset. So like if you disrupted the three in a row, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd have to do it again. Uh, if you got three in a row, the two divas would make out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like why... Amazing. Why? How? <laughs> and that was like oh, ten years ago. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like these were dog years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. I interrupted somebody's like three. They had, yeah. they got two perfect in the meter this morning. I interrupted, and the person like flipped out on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you asshole! We almost got to see the polygons kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh man. Yeah, I mean we've we've come a, a long way. What's the last wrestling game you played? WWE 2K18. Okay, so I think that one runs horribly on the Switch. Um, that's what I oh, that's uh, yeah, and that's why 19's not coming to the Switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did not optimize at all for the system mm. specs. Uh, did it run good on other systems? I thought it's pretty good on the Xbox. I think it's easy to pick up. I, I mean, Dad would prove that it isn't uh, based on some people, like casual people, when we did it at a game night here. Right, didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's a fun, easy to pick up game. But okay, not everyone enjoys it. Right, right. I think what's the last one? No, last one would probably be that one that you brought over for that game night. But I did want to shout out one that's not a WWE game, but the Def Jam Vendetta. Vendetta. It was supposed and to be NY. that a, series. I love that. Series. It was supposed to be a WCW game. What? Yeah, they took. Oh the, wow! They took the mechanics and uh, it. They just never passed the yeah. WCW license. Um, they went another route, and they said, hey, we have this great mechanic. Let's apply it to something, and that's how those games are made. Wow, I did not know that. You could also, because you were mentioning the thing about um, the storyline about battling basically for women. Yeah. Um, I know in Def Jam Vendetta, you would fight for girlfriends, and then you would actually have yeah. a fight where you fought as one of the women. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you would actually unlock photos of the model that that person <laughs> represents. So of course I had to play the game and unlock play it like four times so I can unlock every girlfriend and get this like maxim photos of uh, these girls. Yep, it was a rough time, 2013. Oh man, <laughs> um, I think I like the second Def Jam better than the first one. Most people do, but yeah, I, I can't wait to. I think we might play a wrestling game after this podcast. Uh, we could play some. Vi- I I don't have Fight for NY, but I do have Def Jam Vendetta and Day Reckoning too. All right, I'm down to play some Day of Reckoning. If and on that note, before we go, all time greatest wrestling game, probably Day of Reckoning too. Day of Reckoning too, yeah. Sean. Here comes the pain. Here comes the pain. I will go with shoot. It's real close between that Super Nintendo Powers game and uh, Day of Reckoning too. But I think I'm gonna edge out and give Day of Reckoning too. My favorite wrestling game of all time. Mm-hmm. We might even uh, play through it on generic side quest uh, proper. Mm-hmm. OG generic side quest. But with that being said, I'll leave you all with another generic transmission. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.